It's hot up in here. Yes, it is. Let's talk about it. What's up? What's up? Welcome back. Welcome back, Insightful Game. Glad to see you all again. Yes, we are definitely glad to see y'all again. We hope that everyone is doing well out there and that you all are having a good day so far or whenever you will be when this. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> With that being said, cuz, how are things with you? I can't complain. So far, so good. Outside of it being extremely hot outside and feeling like you're going to suffocate as soon as you walk out the door. Um, but other than that, um, work life is good. Personal life is good. Um, from a spiritual context, all things are well. So no complaints from me. How about yourself? I'm doing well, doing well, really no complaints. Um, trying to like really be refreshed right now because, you know, I was kind of out late last night. So, <laughs> so I'm just trying to like, you know, make sure that, you know, I'm not trying to fall asleep, but I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, anyway. So, uh, oh, we forgot to introduce ourselves for our new visitors and new listeners. So, um, for all of our new listeners or new viewers, you know, we always like to introduce ourselves. So, I am Shaniquia, aka your girl S. And I am Lakeisha, your girl, aka L. And together we are Insightful Conversations with SNL. And definitely make sure that you go ahead and hit the like button for this video. Go ahead and subscribe to our channel, if you our YouTube channel, if you haven't mm -hmm. already. And definitely make sure that you hit on that notification button, that bell, so that way you'll always know when we drop an episode, okay? And also subscribe to us on all our major podcast platforms, too, because we own that, too. So we're going to remind true. you again That's at the true. end of this video as well. Okay. True. So, um, well, I think it's about time since we've already checked in. It's about time for how we always like to get our episode started with what we call buzzworthy topics. topics. All right. So who want to kick it off? You want me to kick it off? Mine's the least interesting. <laughs> so what's been buzzworthy? In, okay, so what's been buzzworthy in your week? Um, um, as you all know, there's a lot going on um, in the world um, right now. Um, and I think one of the more pressing, one of the most pressing is issues, um, especially for those of us who are in um, the southern region of the United States, if you have not noticed, um, this particular summer has been an extremely, extremely uh, 
hot and sizzling um, one. Um, and to say the least, we're not the only um, region that's experiencing an increase in temperatures. Um, I read somewhere that Europe as well as Asia are also seeing, um, you know, some increases as far as temperature is concerned. Um, I know recently uh, within Florida, I think last week it got up in, into some parts, even here in Tallahassee, uh, we experienced um, 104 uh, degree weather um, and in some regions even upwards to 110, 120. Um, and so I cannot stress enough, um, especially if you're outside during those times, make sure that you stay hydrated, you stay hydrated, you stay hydrated. Uh, no and juices. stay hydrated. Yeah. No juices, no teas. Um, you really need to be drinking as much water um, as possible because heat exhaustion um, is real. And so we don't want, um, you know, anybody passing. Um, I know on Florida State University's campus, we've actually seen um, a couple of the collegiate students fainting um, and the, you know, the depart the FSU police department, as well as the other mer medical services having to be called out um, to assist those individuals. So like I said, especially with our young people, um, if you're going to be out, whether you're exercising, um, you're hanging out with friends, um, you're just spending some time, you know, along with yourself, um, just make sure that you're being cognizant um, of what's going on around you, especially, like I said, just giving um, just these very odd weather uh, conditions. Uh, Cause you wanna add anything to the subject matter? Um, no, I second everything you said. It's hot. Um, I don't like the heat. It bothers me. Um, it makes me angry. Um, I, I especially don't like it when, you know, it be hot in the morning and it's very humid. And like, I don't like to be sweating first thing in the morning when I'm trying to get in my car to get ready to work go to work like that just bothers me <laughs> yeah. like um like i can deal with some warm weather but just when it be scorching heat i'm just like uh, -uh. this made me definitely like i know that i'm already got a, a relationship with the lord but this made me want to continue to even get right because okay. I, don't, I don't even want to experience <laughs> what hell is if we got okay. anything like this how it is now with this weather so mm, so i'm good I'm good. So I, I've been telling my students that the entire week as well. Like it's crazy. Uh, last summer, um, here in our particular region, it was very uh, rainy, very wet. Um, compared to this summer, like you said, it's very dry. It's very humid, and you know, you and I both live in areas where there's not a lot of water, so we're not getting a breeze, you know, from an ocean or from some swamps and lakes and things of that nature, we're just continuously keep being hit uh, by humidity. And so, like I said, it can feel like you are literally suffocating. Uh, when you walk out of your house, um, even our cars are taking a beating. I don't know if you've noticed, I'm starting to notice that it's taking a lot lo uh, longer uh, for my AC uh, to cool off in my car. And so trying to find other ways to uh, cool more quickly, um, especially when I'm out and about during the daytime. Mm -hmm. No, I can't say I've had that issue. Like it, as soon as I turn it on, it blasts, and I'm glad. <laughs> that's probably because I have it like at the highest level. Gotcha. In the beginning, so um, but no, I don't, I don't really have that issue. But yeah, like you said, it's hot, and like you said before, stay hydrated. Definitely make sure that you keep it hydrated. You know. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. Oh, and and not only the heat, you know, the gas prices too. You know. Yes. 
Yes, so, yes, yes, yes. Um, Although I am starting to see, I don't know how things are in Georgia. Um, we are seeing prices starting to fall here uh, in Florida. I want to say about two weeks ago, the highest I had seen in Tallahassee was about four. I want to say one gas station had got up to four ninety nine per gallon. Um, and now I'm starting to see around town. It's about four sixty nine is what it is averaging um, now. So. Um, I'm glad to see it fall and it could definitely fall uh, some more. So for those of you all, like I said, that may be on a more stricter budget and things of that nature, once again, you may have, find, have to find alternative ways um, to move around and things like that. Well, it seemed like it's still high to me. I mean, it, it might have gone down a little bit, but it still seemed high to me. Like, it's, it's, just, it's just to fathom the idea of me having <laughs> to pay $4 <laughs> or something for some um some gas. It's just, yeah, bothers me. But I've oh, never yeah. been the type to like let my gas tank go down to E. I let, oh, it yeah. go, I let it go to half a tank and then I put some more gas in it because I'm just like, I, I can't imagine paying over a hundred some dollars. Ooh. Because I know people that have had to do that, but then yeah. again, they also have like the big cars, SUV trucks, yeah. and stuff like that. So, but yeah, so anyway, okay. so cuz, what has been buzzworthy in your neck of the neighborhood? Well, you know what day that was, um, earlier this week, I believe it was, I can't remember, can't remember the day. Um, Beyonce, Queen B for all the beehive people that's out there um she released her long awaited anticipated single for her next album and the song is called break my soul mm -hmm. and there were a lot of opinions about this song definitely some mixed reviews um i'll start off with my opinion on the song and then okay. i'll let you share yours okay um I actually did not think the song was bad at all. Um, the song is definitely a different vibe. Um, it's kind of got that house music mm -hmm. techno type vibe. It does. And so I personally feel like if you're not really into that type of music already, you're probably not going to like this song because it's that. And I don't know if you know Lakeisha, but that song is actually sampled. Beyonce sampled that song from mm -hmm. um, an artist in the 90s. I think her name was Robin S., if I'm not mistaken. The song, You Gotta Show Me Love, I'm not gonna mm -hmm. sing. I'm not gonna torture y'all with my voice. <laughs> but, um, but just look it up, you know. But that's where it came from. And I really like the message of the song. Um, I feel like this was a song that was needed with the current state of the world and affairs that we're in right now. And I think it's just a good summer bop. Um, do I personally think it's her strongest comeback single? No, not my favorite by her, but I don't think it's a bad song. So people talking about, oh, that Beyonce done flopped and all this stuff like that, why she put out this trash and stuff. I mean, I think it just depends on if you into house music or not. And my thing is, um, I'm not the biggest Drake fan, but he had released the album that kind of had a lot of the same type of music, this house music, and people was going in on him about that. So it's like people ain't necessarily keeping the same energy 
<laughs> you know, they like, okay, his music trash, but they like Beyonce's song. But anyway, like I said, I personally think the song is okay. Like I, I, I actually kind of like it. It's not, it's not a bad song to me. And I'm actually looking forward to seeing what else she's going to put out um, in terms of this upcoming album called Renaissance. And you know, Renaissance means rebirth. So if she's going right. back to like the R&B Beyonce, I'm here for it. The crazy in love, you know, um, the B-Day vibes. Uh, what was the one with single ladies? That album, like that, I'm here for it. So, so yeah, I think it's a good summer ball. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm not necessarily a Beyonce fan. Um, so before the Beehive comes at me, um, she's a great entertain, uh, entertainer. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I'm not necessarily a fan per se. Um, there are songs that she's put out that I definitely um, enjoy listening uh, to. I definitely enjoy seeing her perform because um, she does it like none other uh, and things of that nature. And so when I first heard this song while I was riding in my car earlier, uh, this week, I definitely picked up on the sample because, as you know, both Shaniqua and I are millennials. We were born in the 80s and raised in the 90s. Um, so I definitely picked up, uh, you know, that, hey, you know, I've heard this beat, this melody um, at some point while growing up. Um, I'm more of a lyricist. So I listen more to what artists have to say um, compared more so than like the the music. Um, I definitely um, love the message um, that is behind uh, this song. As you described, Shaniqua, there's so much going on right now um, in our in the world overall, in our local communities, um, just different trials and tribulations that we're dealing with personally um, in our lives. And so it's nice uh, to see that, you know, celebrities or people, um, that have, you know, bigger platforms than what we necessarily have, um, that they're coming um, and they're making a stance um, and they're giving their opinion um, about it. Um, to me, it's the anti-hustle anthem um, of the season. Um, as you all know right now, especially in the workforce, um, a lot of organizations and companies are having to experience what is being termed as the great um, resignation. Um, where we are having a lot of people, you know, leave the work uh, workforce in droves. Um, and it's making it more difficult um, when it comes to hiring and maintaining um, a, a great talent pool like we've done um, for years and in generations past. And so uh, the first couple of words, um, you know, in that song where she's talking about, you know, she's found new love, um, you know, she just quit her job. Um, and so on and so forth. Um, a lot of people may necessarily, you may, depending on who you are, that may not necessarily be your thing. You may not be in love right now. Um, you may not necessarily be contemplating um, your job and job security and things like that. But for people that are, um, like I said, to me, it was um, a great message in just standing up for yourself, like regardless of what it is that I'm going through and what it is that I'm having to face, um, you know, whether, you know, my supporters going to continue to be to support me um, or at some part they're going to fall off themselves like you won't break. You won't break me. You know, I may be in. I may fold. Um, and at some point I may even want to complain and and, and want to give up. But at the end of the day, you, you won't break my soul. You won't break the true essence of who I am. Like I'm not defined by all of these 
things. And I think a lot of people, especially nowadays, um, especially those of us who are, we're getting older, um, we are maturing um, in various aspects of our lives. We're starting to look at our lives um, in different perspectives and in different avenues, like what what once was important to us in our teens, in our 20s, uh, 30s, 40s, you know, plus may not necessarily maintain or have that same status as of now. And so I don't think it's nothing wrong with individuals, um, you know, taking a look at your life and seeing, you know, does do some things need to be changed? Um, if not changed, do I need to reorder, restructure? some things in my life. So I'm able to have the peace, have the serenity, experience the love um, that I've always wanted um, to experience in order to have the type of life that I see for myself. So that's the vibe that her song gives off to me. I totally agree with you, Shaniqua. It's not necessarily her strongest song, but does Beyonce always have to come out, you know, guys with a, a banger? Um, in a sense, like I said, to me, I think um, it's an incredible um, but, but see, song and it's different for her. I understand like, you know, for right. some of her fans, um, it's definitely a different avenue in which she's gone. But that's also part of being an artist and or musician um, It's trying new things and things like that. So uh, to Beyonce, I said, girl, continue to do do your thing. The haters yeah, don't I, hate. Let them yeah, hate. Yeah, and I was also going to add, too, that, you know, a lot of people saying it is a flop, but it's actually doing pretty well. Yeah. Like on streaming charts like Spotify and all of that. I think it's broke, like, so many records already. I think it went, like, number one on, like, iTunes or something in various countries and stuff. So, I mean, I think Beyonce was definitely looking to make, like, a global pop worldwide hit because, you know, um, a lot of people was, you know, kind of talking about, well, she's only making like, you know, this type of music, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, pro-black music or whatever have you like that. And I think people was trying to say that, well, you know, she's only doing this. You know, we want to hear like some of the fun songs and stuff like that. So um, I don't think that the song is a flop. I, 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 I think I think it's going to continue to do well. And um, like I said, Kudos to you, Beyonce. It was definitely a good song. Only thing I got to say is, you know, the part where she talked about, um, you know, quitting your nine to five and stuff like that. Some people literally was taking her seriously and, and doing that verbatim. Now, I ain't trying to say you can't do that. You know, if a job is like, you know, really stressing you out or whatever, have you like that. But, you know, just just make sure that we're, you know. You're being realistic. Exactly. What works for you. Exactly. And don't just do it because Beyonce told you to, because we know that she has a huge following and she right. has a huge influence on people. So just make sure that you're doing this because this is what's right for you and your life. Right. That's all I gotta say. I agree with okay. you, cuz I agree with you on that. So anyway. So and then too, cause we need people in these nine to five roles. Right. Um, our world wouldn't necessarily function every, you know, if everybody pursued an entrepreneurial route. So some people are called to be entrepreneurs and they do an awesome job in that particular arena, but there's nothing wrong with you working a nine to five or 11 to seven or whatever it is that your shift, um, that you work because you are needed. You are needed. Mm -hmm. I enjoy my nine, uh, my nine to five and i'm going to continue to do it um okay. until god tells me otherwise okay i like having, <laughs> i like having benefits i like being able to have benefits so hey. important to me okay 
So moving on from buzzworthy topics, do we want to go ahead and get ready to talk about our episode? We can, we can, we can. Right. So before Lakeisha gives a little bit of background on how we came up with this topic, we want to give you the topic. And basically what it is, is before I say I do, let's talk money. All right. So Lakeisha, do you want to introduce the concept of this topic and how we came about it? I do, I do, I do. So what we're gonna be talking about in today's segment um, actually is a story um, that went viral viral several months ago. Um, and when I brought it to Shaniquia's attention, to, I was just very, I was floored in a good way. Um, it definitely piqued my interest um, and things of that nature. And I really, really thought that it would be a great dialogue for us to have um, not only around all things finances, um, but for those who are married, for those of us who are desiring to one day to be married, um, for those of you all that may um, be in long-term committed relationships and you've had that conversation about marriage um, and things of that nature. And so just wanted to give more context um, to those two topics. Um, as we move forward in life. And so if you have not heard, there is a couple, a black couple out of LA um, that went viral several months ago. Um, and their whole story was centered around um, them only spending approximately $500 on their wedding day. Um, and like I said, this caused a buzz on social uh, media because a lot of us know, um, even if you're not married, um, you've done your research, you've researched it, weddings are very expensive, y'all, and they have only tend to have gotten even more expensive um, as time has gone on. And so, um, you know, after I started researching um, this couple and looking into their background and things of that nature, like I said, I was just blown away how they could have such a beautiful, such a memorable, um, fun-filled wedding, uh, yet to have spent uh, the amount of money that they did, you know, compared to um, other weddings that I've attended and or been to or just witnessed online and things like that. Um, and so, like I said, we definitely want to use this moment uh, to, to have a dialogue with you all but to also to, to educate you all, like I said, for those of you all who see yourselves one day uh, walking down an aisle uh, and, and having a life with another individual. Um, and so some of the things that I wanted to talk about, if you all are wondering like how in the heck um, was her and her husband able to have a $500 wedding? Uh, well, first and foremost, um, the two of them had a conversation um, before the wedding day even took place. Um, and I think that is very, very important. Um, they are a young couple. Uh, they knew um, the current situation that they were in from a finance, uh, from a fi financial fiscal uh, perspective. Um, and their original idea was actually that Shaniqua to get married at a courthouse. Um, and which is so, very popular. Which very, is very popular. popular. Um, but however, the bride decided uh, that she wanted to kind of put a twist on things, but at the same time, keeping their finances um, at the center. And so as a result, um, they decided to have a very small ceremony 
uh, with their family and a couple of their friends. Um, the bride's dress costs $47 from Shein. Um, and for those of you all that do not know um, about Shein, one of the most popular companies when it comes to both women and men's fashions. Um, and they do, they have a lot of nice quality uh, clothing and other items um, that, like I said, you, you really don't have to spend a lot of money on. So like I stated, her dress was $47. Um, where they chose to get married, which was um, off of the cliff of a highway, um, because they kept their guest count below 75, that meant that they did not have to pay for a permit for the city. So in essence, the location cost them zero dollars. OK, the only thing that they had to pay for when it came to the location, of course, was their backdrop, which I think the bride and groom stated it was about two hundred dollars. Um, and then, of course, uh, chairs uh, for their guests to sit in and things of that nature. Um, her bouquet, as well as their wedding cake, was gifted um, to them by friends and family. So that was That's another expense that they saved on. Uh, the groom's tuxedo, I think they said, was about $100. Um, and I can't remember if um, he decided to purchase and or rent it. That's what um, I was going to ask. I was going to ask that. Yeah. So that was another cost saving um, expense. And then I thought something that probably would cause a little bit of chaos, you know, in the black community is the reception. So they did not necessarily have a, um, what you call it, a reception space per se they actually decided to go to a lounge afterwards once again zero dollars um and once again not only did they have a conversation amongst themselves they also talked to their loved ones you all so they let them their loved ones know uh, you know about their plans as far as their wedding was concerned but also being realistic with them about um the costs that are associated with weddings and so their families understood um, and they decided uh, that they had no problem with purchasing their own uh, meals as well as their drinks. So once again, that was a cost that the couple um, did not have to incur because everyone who decided to come to the lounge afterwards, you know, in essence, paid for their own meals and, and indoor beverages. So uh, just like I said, that's just to give you all context um, about what we'll be talking about today. But uh, definitely we're going to break this thing and dissect it um, in different layers for dissect. you all as well. So, cuz you got any feedback, commentary? Um, well, I just want to say, first of all, starting off, kudos to that couple mm -hmm. in terms of just like you said, when you started off the explanation about how they came about, um, you know, the finances for it or whatever. I like the fact that you said that they communicated because I think that yeah. that's, the most important thing um, in any type of relationship that you have, especially when you're um, talking about marriage and, and planning a wedding and, and things like that. Um, and I'm also glad that they did it their way and they didn't necessarily yes. let society or family or friends pressure them to say, well, you know, you need to have a big wedding mm -hmm. and you need to do this or whatever have you. And it also sounds like that they didn't necessarily have um, any backlash, mm -hmm. I'm assuming, when they went viral, which mm -hmm. I also think is good. So um, I just like the fact, again, that they did it their way. And because a lot of times, you know, with 
weddings, you know, people always feel like they have to put on this show and put on this yeah. fancy production for the people that are there. Because we always say that, you know, the wedding is for everybody else, but the marriage is between the two people. Right. And, which is which is so true. And so um, I actually thought that, you know, that kind of gave me good ideas on, you know, what to think about what's important to me, you know, whenever God blesses me with the opportunity um, to get married, because, you know, it's, it's not about, it's not about like the wedding and all of that. Cause right. I probably would be that type that would get married at a courthouse only because I mean, again, you know, it's about the union. It's about exactly. our vow and our commitment to God and having our friends or family, whoever we want there to witness, you know, our love for each other. That's what's most important. And I feel like when you come in, um to a relationship or a marriage having those conversations i feel like that's important and you know and it, it helps you to remember what's most important oh yes oh yes oh yes oh yes i totally agree uh with you um i did some research the other day that was stating i want to say it was from pew research that in 2021 the average wedding, you guys, cost almost $30,000. Um, I don't know about you all, but that's a lot of money. Like that's some people's salaries, you know, in a year. Mm -hmm. um, once again, if you have it, and that's something that both you and your fiance have decided that you want to do uh, for yourselves, you know, that's you. Um, but I also tend to think that we have to start thinking beyond the wedding day. Yes. Um, I used to be one of those women, especially when I was younger, I wanted a big fancy uh, wedding. I wanted all these people, you know, at my wedding. And I had, you know, when Pinterest was very, you know, it was a, a popular app at the time. I made all these different boards, you know, with flowers and various dresses and destinations and things of that nature. Uh, but once again, like I said, as I've gone through some 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 highs and my and some lows in my life, um, like I said, I now understand what's important. Um, and as Shaniqua stated, it's not necessarily the wedding. Um, do we both want to have a beautiful ceremony? Most definitely. Uh, but do we have to necessarily spend a whole lot of money to make that a reality? No, we don't. Um, and this couple proved that not only them, there are other couples um, that have gone viral, you know, for spending. Um, I found another couple out there that spent like a thousand dollars on their wedding day. So there's a lot of people, you all, that are making their wedding dreams um, a reality. And yet they're able to live the type of lives um, in which they want uh, to live. And so um, we're not necessarily saying, you know, don't do that. Um, like I said, if you got it, then you got it. That's what y'all want to do. That's what you want to do. Um, however, from a realistic perspective, from most um, people, most Americans, um, like I said, we have to start thinking long term. Is it really worth you going into debt? Is it really worth you taking out a loan just to make your big day um, an actuality? Because um, like I said, this could affect some things moving forward, like home ownership. Um, you want to purchase a new car, vacation, so on and so forth. And so, like I said, we've got to start really honing in on really what's important um, in our lives 
um, especially when it comes to a marriage, as Shaniqua, you stated so beautifully, it's about the union uh, between the two of us. And so at the end of the day, I am under, um, I believe if it's just me and my future husband and a couple of family and friends, I am now content uh, with that. I don't want a lot of people. I don't need a lot of people um, present on my big day um, because I really want um, us, but more so God to be the focal point uh, with regards to why we were brought together in the first place. And like I said, it does not take a lot of money to make that happen. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's definitely true. And I think, you know, finances is definitely a conversation that needs to be had. Just like, you know, when you're developing relationships with people and you're, you're actually deciding whether or not you want to, you know, be in a relationship with someone and marry them. You know how we always talk about, you know, how many kids we want to have, or we, mm -hmm. we, we talk about, you know, past history in terms of like sexual partners and sexual right. history and stuff like that. But money and finances is just as important, probably yes. even, even more most, important. most important because of the fact that, you know, not only, you know, like when you make that vow to each other, you know, like the finances come together, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you have to really definitely make sure that this is something that you really want to take on. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, how are you in terms of spending? Are you more yeah. of a saver? You know, those are those are key conversations and questions that you have to know. Because yeah. that helps you to make an informed decision of whether or not this person might be right for me. Or if if I'm not necessarily feeling like I don't want to necessarily end the relationship where maybe is there something that we can kind of work out? Like, you know, is there some type of, you know, um, education that I can help you with? You know, some type of compromising or whatever have you. Can do we need to talk to a financial advisor? You know, something yeah. like that. You know, those things that can be put in place to kind of help um to determine whether or not you want to move forward with a relationship or marriage i agree cuz i agree all good points all good points all good points yeah so so that's definitely important and i think a lot of times and we kind of already talked about this but just you know the pros and the cons of having um conversations about finances mm -hmm. you know into the marriage and the the relationship or whatever um i mean obviously we already talked about you know when you become one you become the finances too yeah you know um so you know just kind of taking that into account um and also just thinking about what your goals are right like, you know like um is the goal you know we want to be a homeowner you right know? that we want to, you know, get a car or whatever have you, you know, think about, well, what, what is it that we're trying to achieve here and what do we need to do to be able to, to make that a reality? Right. Um, so I think that that's definitely important. And you also got to look at like what I talked about before, um, finances can make or break a relationship. It can. You know what I'm saying? And I know we talked a lot about in previous episodes about, you know, um, non-negotiables and what you're willing to compromise on. And that's something that you have to ask yourself. Well, yeah. is finances a non-negotiable, you know, topic for me? You know, is it that I'm not going to date someone that has a huge amount of debt um, to the point where, you know, this is going to determine whether or not I want to move forward, you know, in the relationship or whatever have you. Having these conversations early on, 
I think definitely helps you to prevent a whole lot of unnecessary mm-hmm. heartbreak mm-hmm. and anger and, and all of these things. With I, that. Agree. I agree. Cause I agree. We've got to be able or be willing um, and to put ourselves out there also to be vulnerable to have these types of conversations. I feel like you have some people out there that may feel like, you know, I don't necessarily want to broach this particular topic um, as of yet. I don't want to run him or her off. Um, I don't want them to think I'm a scammer. I'm a gold digger um, or that I don't necessarily have myself uh, together. but regardless, at some point or another, it's going to come out. Um, whether you do it, um, like I said, you know, during the dating phase or while y'all are talking and getting to know each other, or y'all are now in the full fledged relationship and some things, you know, the ball starts to tumble and drop um, and things like that. So if we can talk about everything else under the, the sun, as you stated, we can talk about, um, you know, our past sexual history. We can talk about, family. Uh, We can talk about our likes and dislikes and so on and so forth. We've got to be able um, to have those discussions with our potential partners when it comes to finances, because also it isn't fair. Um, You know, if you're hiding certain aspects about your life, as Shaniqua stated, that it may be a deal breaker uh, for the other individual, or it may not necessarily be a deal breaker uh, for them. But now that's something that they're going to have to come to, you know, come to terms with they don't have to come to terms the back of their man. They decide to stay uh, with you. So like I said, I applaud this young couple. And like I say, young, they're in their twenties, you all, um, that they were man and woman enough to sit down um, and to talk through some stuff. I can only imagine it probably was not um, an easy conversation to have. Um, you know, it probably did hit some sore spots um, as finances do probably with all people. Um, at some point, but like I said, the willingness um, for them to push through. And like I stated, they still got married. You know, they still had a beautiful ceremony. Um, so they did it their way. Um, and at the end of the day, now they're going to be able to set themselves up fiscal, fiscally um, very, very nicely because of the money uh, that they saved. Um from the start of their union. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know if they went on a honeymoon? I want to say that they did. I want to say that they, they did. did. Yeah. I don't necessarily think once again, I don't know if it was something that they paid for, if it was gifted or um, things of that nature, but they did go on a honeymoon. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I've known couples, like I said, who've done the whole courthouse uh, wedding and they have a big reception. Um, I've known so, some couples who have gotten married in their backyards. Um, like I said, I've known people who've had, you know, huge, massive uh, wedding ceremonies uh, and things of that nature. And like I said, everybody is different. Um, you just have to find what works best for you um, and your partner. And like I said, I cannot reiterate enough Thinking beyond the wedding day, because in all actuality, although Shaniqua and I have never been married, like I said, just from a point of observation, do 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 you think the wedding couple really gets to really enjoy the wedding? You know, 
they're, you know, throughout the day, they're shaking hands with people. They're taking pictures. They're having to get ready for mm -hmm. uh, the ceremony. They're being pushed and pulled in so many different directions. Even when they sit down to eat the food, they probably take like a couple of nibbles. Because they then, still have to, yeah, because yeah. they still have to kind of like mingle with everyone, exactly. the guests, and, you know, thank you for coming and exactly. and all of this stuff. And, and I mean, that, that's a very good point. And I don't think a lot of this time people think about that. Because I think for me, what I can't necessarily fathom is that people put so much time and emphasis mm. on like trying to plan the wedding. Weddings are stressful. That you know, I've are. never, I've never been married, but I've been bridesmaids and, you know, I, I know people, close ones, close friends, you know, that have gotten married and just talking to them about the yeah. levels of stress and pressure that yeah. they're under to try to like make this perfect day um when honestly nobody really talks about it anymore if we want to be truthful nobody really wants to talk about it anymore after the wedding day like yeah. nobody's going to be saying like 10 years from now oh you remember that wedding do you know you did that you had all these people <laughs> hanging from the chandeliers and i, I mean i'm serious you i mean might. i mean dude because i know i don't the only thing that i will remember is like you know i might remember your wedding date you know so i can tell you happy anniversary but other than that i mean that's it yeah and so and i think a lot of that has to do with just societal pressures yeah. about like feeling like you have to put on this public display um to to showcase that you know i really love this person or whatever have you and then you going into financial debt after the fact after the fact i mean and for after what and then a lot of times, and I'm not trying to like, you know, put bad stuff out there, but a lot of times these people that do these big lavish weddings don't last. Mm. A lot of times they don't last. And it's primarily because a lot of times they don't have these conversations in the beginning about what's important yeah. and getting to the, the, the purpose of the wedding. Right. ceremony which is really the marriage right not about this day all this for just one day that nobody remembers you're right cause. so i mean you know like i said we got to do a better job at pri prioritizing what's important especially in our black and brown communities we do we do we do and, and i Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was, uh -uh. was okay. going to ask a question about the couple. I'm just trying to figure out what was the reason that they went viral in the first place? Because, and, and I'm not saying that to be like funny or whatever. I'm just saying like, is that not, I mean, is it because people felt like, oh my God, how they only spent $500 on a wedding? Was it that? Or was it just because like they put pictures out and, and people commented and just like, oh my God, this person, they only did $500. Like, I'm just trying to figure out how did it go viral to begin with? Because a lot of people have the same kind of mindset as them. So I'm just right. I'm trying to say, what was it about this particular couple that made their situation go viral? Well, I think a combination of things i think like you stated it was social media um it was family and the friends that were in attendance um at the wedding um also the bride um she was very vocal she was very honest and very transparent okay um on her instagram about you know her and her husband's uh wedding day 
And like I said, a lot of us tend, especially women, you know, we tend to have this fantasy um, type of mindset when it comes to what we view or how we want this day to turn out. And like I said, she's not the first one, you know, as you stated, Shaniqua, that's had a um, very cost effective wedding. But I think, you know, to a given their age, like I said, both of them are in their 20s. B, given where they live, um, because we all know California is very expensive mm-hmm. um, to live in. So for them, like I said, to keep costs down um, in such an expensive state, uh, like I said, that age group um, tends to get termed as being very immature. You know, you're still growing. You're getting to know yourself. This, this, uh, this, that, and the third. Um, and so to me, for them to be able to do something that even generations before them may have not have been necessarily been able to do or do it successfully or to even do it to the context um, in which they did it. I think all of that, you know, um, combined into one as to why this story has gotten so much press uh, that it has gotten into, I mean, the pictures, her pictures, I mean, their pictures were absolutely beautiful. Um, if you see her dress, you would think just looking at it, you don't, you wouldn't think she spent less than $50. Uh, for that dress that looks about to in, to me as much as I watch say yes to the dress in different countries and even here in America uh, if I didn't know any better I would estimate that the dress is probably upwards to like a thousand mm-hmm. uh, dollars and like I said it was not that um, and so as stated before you know her and her husband, they did what they had to do, with it, which was in the best interest for them in order to realize their wedding um, goals. And we hope, you know, when it comes to our audience, and this is not only just about weddings, you all, um, when it comes to any big purchases um, in life that you will really take a hard look Um, at various avenues when it comes to how can I realize my goals, but also make sure, like I said, that I'm setting myself up to be successfully both in the short and long term. This is something that I have talks about my students with when it comes to paying for college, uh, for those who aspire to be homeowners one day or purchasing a car um, and so on and so forth. Like I said, we've got to start having um, these conversations early on um, and not being afraid to to leave some people behind as well who may not necessarily see eye to eye with you uh, when it comes to whatever goals that you have set up for yourself. And I also, that's a great point. And I also wanted to add about, um, cause we talk a lot about um, generational stuff mm-hmm. here on our, on our podcast about, you know, a lot of times we do what we've learned and what we've seen, exactly. you know, from our family. And, and I just want to say that, let's say you did come from a family or household where finances um, wasn't necessarily talked about. And what I mean by that is how to like properly, like take care of your finances, how to properly save, how to um, make sure that, you know, you have a good credit score and history and all of that. Um, Even if you didn't necessarily have that. And some people, let's be real, didn't have that because they've they do what they've seen. Like, you know, if they come from households where there's a whole bunch of lavish spending, you know, going on, you know, that's all they would know. Right. Um, and I'm saying that that doesn't necessarily have to be your 
reality because right. there are people like I mentioned before, you know, there are financial advisors. There there's there's education that you can get and receive so that way you can be able to achieve some of those financial goals. There's programs yeah. that's out there. I mean, there's resources that is designed particularly for that. So just because you may not have grown up in a household or a family where, you know, this was discussed, there's still resources available for you. If you, you just, want that, the key is if you yeah, want it. Got to tap you know in, <laughs> right? You, you you have to. I mean, we we we're so quick to like you know access resources for other stuff, mm -hmm. finances, financial, same way, same way. So I mean, so I just wanted to put that out there because I don't want people to feel like that they have to be a product. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying of what they received or what they learned because you don't have to be because I realized that everybody did not grow up in a household where that was discussed like you know my household it was you know what I'm saying you know I was taught about the importance of having you know um financial you know independence and, and things what you need to do and, and all that stuff like that but I realized everybody doesn't so um I just wanted to throw that out there too and then the flip side of that Shaniqua like you said maybe you come from a family that have had those type of discussions um, and your family is well off just because you have the means doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go down that route as well. Mm -hmm. You can still, like I said, you can still achieve whatever goals, whatever aspirations that you have at hand, but looking for more fiscally responsible ways, you know, to invest, to budget, to save, so on and so forth um, and things like that. So just because you have it, uh, doesn't necessarily mean that you always have to spend it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, cause I wanted to talk more about, um, and we've hinted on this um, a little um, early on in the segment, in your opinion, especially with you being um, a therapist, uh, what do you see as some of the negative implications um, when it comes to finances and how it may affect one's mental health when we don't have these conversations um, in, you know, in the relationships that we're in? Um, that's a great question. I think one of the things that I often see a lot of times is um, people wanting to do whatever they can to please their partner. Um, for example, you know, like if they know one partner, if they know that they're not the most, um, don't have the most finances and they realize that their partner likes nice things or whatever, mm -hmm. and they'll try to do whatever they can to appease that partner, you know, get them the finest gifts or the finest jewelry and this, that, and other, get a whole lavish ring to propose or whatever. And, you know, they try to do that because they want the person to see value in them and, 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 and love them and not leave them. And so that can definitely have um, some mental and psychological impacts because it, it makes you feel like, okay, well, I'm being reduced to what I can give mm. you, not necessarily for who I am as a person. Right. And so that can cause a lot of friction in the, um, marriage relationship or whatever because it's just like okay well a lot of times you're only with me for what i can provide you 
You know what I'm saying? You're not necessarily trying to to love me for me. And what if I didn't have all of these things? What if it suddenly went away? Like, would you still be here? So that's been a lot of times what I see as a, as, as a negative, um, consequence. And, and also just the fact of, um, feeling like, okay, well, do I want to take on this person's debt? Like on the flip side of that, you know, like, um, being their savior, right. if you will, you know what I'm saying? Feeling like, okay, well, I have to fix this for them, you know what I'm saying? Which again can cause a lot of um arguments, resentment towards the person or whatever. Um, when actuality it's like you're not necessarily being yourself because mm-hmm. you're trying to put on like a facade for someone else. So th- so those would be the big things that I see a lot of times feeling like you just have to like do whatever you can to, to, to please this person or whatever. And you lose yourself in the process and what's most important to you. And that can also get you in like the little debts <laughs> that we were talking about before. So yeah, those yeah. are my things. You're right. And then of course, all of those things can eventually lead to, you know, increases in levels of anxiety Mm -hmm. uh depression burnt out and so on and so forth Mm -hmm. yeah right right so so like we said before like you just literally can't stress it enough like please please have the conversations please have the conversation communication is key i think if y'all don't get anything else from this topic in this episode just remember about communication and and, oh, yeah. and also going to the core of why you want to be together what's most important especially if you're looking mm. into getting married and really building a life with someone are we really doing it because this is what's for us and supporting to us we really love each other or are we doing it because we want to just showcase this facade this image um to the world right so just kind of keeping that and then two maybe you're not able to have the big wedding day at the forefront Uh, but like also i've even seen some couples you know come year five year 10 year 15 so on and so forth now you're able because you all have saved up money for your special day now you're able to realize you know, what you have dreamed about, what you all have had conversations about and things of that nature. So you may be able later on in your union uh, to have a more costly um, ceremony. Like I said, once again, not going into debt, but because like I said, you all amongst the two of you all had some goals, y'all have some plans Mm -hmm. in order to make this thing a reality. So um, we hope that you all learned um, something from today's conversation that you're able to take back, um, not only for yourselves personally, but for those of us, like I said, who are desiring marriage. And for those of you all who are um, married, I'm a big proponent of lifelong learning. So we never, ever should reach a place in life where we feel like we can't no longer learn anything. Um, because learning occurs in all different phases, shapes, sizes, forms each and every day. Um, and so, um, you know, educate yourselves, whether that's in the form of workshops, conferences, uh, webinars, um, but also if you need to read, reading journal articles, magazines, sitting down 
um, with people who are in the positions and the spaces and the places which you so desire um, to be in and getting their perspectives um, on those things so that you are continuously um, improving and embettering yourself to become the best versions of, of you that you want to. Um, and so, like I said, I hope that you all took something from today's segment um, that you can not only um, utilize for yourself, um, for your loved ones, and also be able to pass this knowledge on to somebody else in the world. Exactly. Okay. Well, we are at the point of our show where we do what we call um, an insightful moment. And what that is, is basically where we have, um, we leave you with some type of inspirational quote, song, lyric, poem, uh, Bible scripture, whatever have you. And it's just something that, you know, we like to do to try to have you just to have some type of inspiration in your life. Sometimes me and Lakeisha will, will do it. We have submissions and we do have a submission um, today. It is from um, Patrice. She's actually one of our um, newer listeners. Um, she actually works with me. She's a very nice, um, very nice young lady. Um, and this is what she said. When you put a drop in a bucket daily, you eventually get a gallon. Mm. When you put a drop in a bucket daily, you eventually get a gallon. So thank you for that, Patrice. Yes. Really appreciate that. And if you want to submit um, an insightful moment to us, Feel free to do so. Um, you can definitely hit us up in our DMs or you can email us. Our email address is insightfulconversations37 at gmail.com. And like I said, as always, like and follow Insightful Conversations with SNL on our Facebook and Instagram pages. Um, our username is at insightcombowsl. And also, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yes. And again, if you like to listen to us, we are on um, all major podcast platforms, so you can find us there too. So you can you can find us either listen to us or you can watch us. So it's whatever your choice is. So, um, do you have anything, Lakeisha, that you wanted to kind of add? I think that we've said enough, and your coworker ended it on a beautiful note. <laughs> Yeah, so shout out to Patrice. Shout yes. out to Patrice. Thank you for that submission. And um, like Lakeisha said, you know, I just want to echo her sentiments. You know, um, we hope that you all enjoyed this episode and that you all really um, learned some things from it, got something out of it, just kind of did some self-reflection about maybe your own lives and and some of what your own financial goals are. And, and even if this necessarily wasn't for you, just sharing it with someone who you believe could benefit from it. Cause yes. that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Okay. Um, and that was pretty much all I had. So Lakeisha, if you don't have any final words, I guess we can go ahead and close. Um, as always, we hope that you all have um, an amazing week. 
um and that you all are doing well and just continue to uplift each other we're in yes. trying times right now so just you know spread love spread love um and all of that so and definitely make sure that you're taking care of your mental health your yes. peace and all that okay um well there's nothing else till the next time take care and peace Bye.